Hello out there, lovely listeners, and welcome to a preview of the latest episode of the Star's Turn podcast, where I, Jasmine, talk all about the lunar cycle and the high priestess and a couple of other tarot cards. And I wanted to give you guys a little preview over here on this feed just to let you know what's going on with me. And so here it is. I hope you enjoy. I hope you're all doing really well. Thank you for listening. to the star's turn cosmos and cards i am your host jay welcome back everybody thank you for being here it is always such a privilege to be invited into your little ear holes for podcast time for astrology time i don't know whatever you call it me time walking the dog time showering time. Anybody else listen to podcasts in the shower? I don't, but I know people who do. So I don't know if you're in the shower. Hey, what's up? Way to be getting clean or whatever. Okay. I find the openings of these podcasts so awkward. So there's a little behind the scenes. Now, as you will know from clicking on this episode, from seeing the title of this episode, possibly even reading the show notes of this episode before listening. I know you guys, you're smart. You know what's up. You get it. You see the title of something and you go, that's what I'm about to listen to. So there's no need for me to preamble about it, but I will. You have clicked on an episode all about the lunar cycle and the high priestess and some other tarot cards as well. So yes, I felt called to just chat about the moon a little bit for this episode. I didn't really feel like chatting about any current astrological goings on. And I've never really taken the opportunity to do like a full semi deep dive on the lunar cycle itself on the Tarot Coven cast. We did talk about the new moon and the full moon. And I've brought up the different phases in passing to do with like Um, dates on the wheel of the year or uh, like in the Libra episode when we talked about the fall equinox and how that might be connected to the final quarter in the or the or the the last quarter, the third quarter, whatever you might want to call it in the moon cycle, but never, never had a chance to just like chat about it in total. So that's what I thought I would do. Now, there are A lot of other people out there that definitely know more about the lunar cycle, they work more deeply with it. There are a ton of books out there. And so if you want to go and deepen your knowledge and understanding and connection to the lunar cycle, there are a ton of avenues to do so. I will have put some in the show notes, um, some recs that I have found really helpful in my own studies. This is kind of just, like I said, it's a semi-deep dive. So just want to put that out there. Now, the lunar cycle. If you're a total newbie, this is just the cycle that the moon goes through on a monthly basis. And it's not tied into the calendar month. So it's not like we get a new moon on the first of every month or anything like that. 
the moon works at its own pace, at its own rhythm. And really, like back in the day, the lunar cycle was this method of measuring time. The ancients would see the full moon in all of its glory and then understand how to count the days from there until the next full moon. And it was just easier to count either from like the full moon or the sort of waxing crescent, which is when, you know, just after a new moon, it was easiest to kind of count and, you know, base time around that because you can't really see the moon at a new moon. It's just that with all of our technology, now we can figure out when the new moon is. And so typically that is what people see as the beginning of the cycle. Um, so yeah, so it is a meth- it's a method of measuring time that stands outside of the, you know, typical traditional calendar style counting. And I think that the lunar cycle is a really lovely way of connecting back in with our own bodily rhythms. I have noticed that the more I follow the moon, the more I know about what's going on with my own body. And if you're unaware of this, the moon does mean a lot of things in astrology. I I think the most mainstream things out there are like our feelings and our emotions and our sense of security. But the moon really is also about our body. It really relates to what's going on with our physical being. And I know there are some days every month, like let's say when the moon is meeting up with Mars whether transiting or in my chart, that can be a little dicier for me. But then there are other days like when the moon meets up with Venus or Jupiter that are really lovely and and feel good and might be a little indulgent or a lot indulgent. And then, you know, there are the days when the moon meets up with my natal moon and it's like a fresh start. So point being, yeah, I've just noticed that the more I pay attention to the moon, the better connected I am with my body. It's not a foolproof system, but it's helpful for sure. And what I love about the lunar cycle is that it's so forgiving. We get to try again and again and again. Like there's always another lunar cycle coming up where we can try again, try harder, try something new. It's just an ever-present thing in our lives that we get to, you know, I always say like the getting in touch with the lunar cycle is such a great way to learn or it's such a good way to get into astrology because it's happening so, well, consistently and constantly that you're just kind of thrown in. It's almost like an immersion program. Like you get to know what it feels like when the moon is moving through different zodiac signs. So as it's moving through the different houses in your chart as well, and when it's making different aspects with certain planets, specifically with the sun, when we're talking about the lunar cycle, it's like kind of a crash course on stuff in astrology. So I love the lunar cycle. I fall in and out of really following it like super deeply And I guess doing this episode was also a way for me to be like, it's time to really get back into it. So hopefully you'll come along for the journey with me. So when some people talk about the lunar cycle, they'll start by talking about the phase that's just before the new moon. But I kind of like to just start with the new moon. So there's kind of no right way, no wrong way to dive in. But I'm going to start with the new moon. 
And this is the beginning of a new cycle, of many new cycles, actually. It depends on how you look at it. Like it could be the new cycle for the lunar month, which is about 30-ish days. So from new moon to new moon, right? Uh, it could also be from new moon to full moon in the same sign. So for example, the new moon in Aries could be the beginning of a six-month cycle until the full moon in Aries. Or it could be from new moon to new moon in the same sign. So a year or about a year, right? So from a new moon in Aries to the next new moon in Aries. Uh, it could also be from modality to modality. So this would be the most obvious when we're moving from season to season. So like the Libra new moon that happens just after the initiation of fall until the Capricorn new moon, which happens just after the initiation of winter. So it's not even just the lunar cycle itself, like, you know, that new moon to the very next new moon, but it's initiating all of these different cycles for us. And we can choose to work with all of them, with one of them, with a couple of them. We can work with different ones each time something new comes around. Maybe we're looking at our chart and we can see that, you know, you're, let's say you're a Scorpio rising, maybe the new moons in Scorpio and then the new moons in all of the other fixed signs are going to be the most important to you and your practice. It's really so open to interpretation in that way. And there's so many different ways to start a new cycle. It's really exciting, actually. So no matter what cycle you're choosing to follow or work with, it's a chance to set intentions for that cycle. Then that's what the new moon is, right? And it could be directed towards the sort of major themes of whatever zodiac sign the new moon is happening in. So, you know, we just talked about the Libra new moon. So maybe you're choosing to work with Libra themes in general, but then to personalize it, you could look to see what house Libra rules in your chart and the topics and relationships within that house and choose to set intentions and hopes and wishes around that part of your chart and to work with that energy moving forward. So if Libra happened to be, let's say, your second house of money and finances and possessions, you could be wanting to start a new cycle, start something fresh within that area of life. You know, you can really ask yourself, how would you like to change your experiences in that area of life? And I, I don't really like to use the word like goals or accomplishments, at least in the sort of like capitalist sense, because the new moon is not about producing in that way. The new moon is about, well, the moon cycle, I should say, is not about producing so that you can prove that you have some value to somebody else or something. It's like, what do you actually want with your life and what matters to you? The lunar cycle helps us to step away from the capitalist shit and again focus on what actually matters in our lives like what does and if producing something you know like maybe it's a new moon in your 10th house of career and so maybe this lunar cycle is actually for you about accomplishing something at work and that's totally fine but if it's a new moon in your first house and you really just want to feel better about yourself and work on yourself for nobody's benefit except for yours, that's also fucking cool. 
So it's not about, oh, these are my New Year's resolutions and goals. No, fuck that. I mean, unless that's really what you're into, but like, let's try to reframe this, reshape it, restructure it to say, this is about shit that can actually change your life from an inner perspective. And it's we're not trying to commodify things. We are not trying to prove that you have some sort of value. This is this is just for you, babes. So at the new moon, the moon is at her darkest, right? She's not taking in any light from the sun because she is she's hanging out with the sun. She's in the same sign as the sun at the same degree. And they are like face to face hanging out. And when it's the darkest, like just when we have all the lights off in the house, we don't run forward with things. We walk pretty slow. We take it one step at a time. We kind of, you know, tune into that inner voice that's saying like, oh, don't forget about that thing that's right in front of you. You're going to step into it, like walk this way. You're not yeah, you're not, you're just not rushing forward. Things aren't as clear as they could be. So while we are looking ahead and thinking about what we want out of the coming cycle, this is not my preferred time to actually take any action on those intentions, but rather just a time when I try to leave myself open to any kind of messages that want to come through or whatever subtle senses might be pinging in that darkness. So really just a time of like listening, opening yourself up, taking in what's on offer and don't worry about the action that can happen later. And I've, I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, but this is also why the lunar cycle is so forgiving because it's like you don't need to really rush into anything. There will be a period in the lunar cycle that is more about taking action But like if you miss the new moon because it's 3 a.m. and you want to be sleeping, great. Don't worry about it. You have time. It's all good. Hello, lovely listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this little preview of the most recent episode of The Star's Turn. If you would like to hear more, please uh, search for The Star's Turn wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe so that you get all the new episodes. I would love to have you all come over to that new podcast with me. Thank you so much for checking this out. And until next time, keep making magic.